a song, amen, looking to Him at the end when it's all said and done. Really not going to matter what you wore, who you was, what you lived in. It really won't even matter what nation you was a part of, what color of your skin. None of, none, none of that's going to matter. All that matters is the end of this journey and with all of its ups and downs and pains and sorrows. And, and there's a multitude and a mix for all of us, no doubt, and enough for everybody, even under the sound of my voice here tonight. But to know Him, to know Him, to know Him as the ruler, to know Him as the King of kings, to know Him as a Savior, to know Him, amen, in that power and demonstration, amen, to know Him in that form of suffering as well as in the resurrection, to know Him, amen, in the trials and the dark times as well as in the times of light and joy, to know that this is a God that rules and reigns in all my affairs. I can be assured of one thing, that I know that He's with me, that I'm not lost out of his sight. I find myself crawled up in a cave sometimes or maybe locked up in a closet or maybe on the top of the mountain but it doesn't matter. It's somewhere in between. I know he knows where I'm at and I know that I know him and got a promise that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. It doesn't matter what's coming and going across, across the lands that we're living in today. I still think to know the name that's above every name. He's a healer of every disease. Amen. He's a deliverer of every problem. He's a way maker. He opens ways where the sea but there be no way. Hallelujah. He brought me out of sin. He can bring you out of sin. He brought me out of darkness. He can bring anybody out. Paul said, I'm the cheapest of sinners. If he can save me, he can save anybody. Praise God. Praise God. I'm excited to be here tonight on this Wednesday night. You think you were in a mess. What kind of mess you think you'd be in if you didn't have it? You didn't have the knowledge and revelation and understanding you got tonight. What kind of mess would you be in then? Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. But we're blessed. And it's just an honor to be here tonight to join with you to worship the Lord. Magnify His name. Amen. As we sing in that one song. <laughs> Joy unspeakable. Anybody looking forward to see him? Well, don't be so hesitant about COVID. Might be your ticket out of here. Fish and go play with rattlesnakes, and I'm not going to stand in the street. Hallelujah. But you know what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Really, you and I individually don't have to fear death. Hallelujah. No, because by God's mercy and grace and His helping hand, hallelujah, we're going to make it. Hallelujah. I'm not going to stand before you tonight. It's got it all lined up and all this other. I stand before you as a lost sinner. Hallelujah. It's in a mess just like everybody else. But I'm thankful for the grace of God, the mercy mercy of God, the long-suffering God, and the sure hand of God that's been riding with us and riding it all out. He is the author and the finisher, and he's riding the pages, and the devil can't do nothing about it, the government can't do nothing about it, and I sure don't want to stand in the way either. Ride it the way you want to, God. God, just help me to hold on to the banner. Help me hold on to the banner of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the reason America ought to respect the flag. 
if they know anything about history know anything about where that old spangle bangle that song came from amen about the flag the banner and the men that was laying in that old ship amen that their lives are standing on whether or not the flag was going to still be flying the next morning or not let the bombs come let the enemy attack but by the help and grace of god almighty i believe his grace is sufficient I, you gotta know it you never test it Could it be that God, even this good old church, this good old apostolic church in the United States, going to be having to face some things? <laughs> but if it God to help us, God to help us, amen, we'll hold on to that old banner. Did you know that old banner? The lieutenant with that Britain army. They brought in all the ships, all the shooting power they had in. And they had aimed every cannon they had to the I was standing at a fort that was not really a military fort. But it was a fort that represented mostly women and children. But they told them and sent them a letter. said, there's one way you can get out of this battle and get away from this bombing. Just take over. You'll take old glory down. We won't, we, won't, we won't do it. But they refused to do it. All night long. One cannon after another. Finally somewhere about before two or three hours of the, of the dawning coming. That lieutenant told him. Said we got every cannon we got. We've been watching that old flag. We've hit it a number of times. But she's still flying. But we're going to take every cannon we got. And we're going to put on old glory. And when old glory finally men come out of those forts and came out of their place human man came knowing that that was a sinner when they was bombing him and picked old glory up and held it up hallelujah that, that life after life death after death another stepped up another stepped up and thank God hallelujah just time for the church to step up even on a Wednesday night like this Right in all the business going on. We're going to keep the banner held up. We're going to keep singing the songs. Because when it's all said and done, it's all about him. It's not even really about us. It's about Jesus. It's about the true love of God. It's about the true power of God that heals and blesses. And I'm going to tell you something. Hallelujah. You and I are going to see the day. He's going to be the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And you won't have to worry about no heartaches and no disappointments or visiting no gravesides. Amen. On your day, the birthday of your daughter. Hallelujah. You won't have to worry about any of that. You won't have to worry about no nursing homes. You won't have to worry about no hospitals. You won't have to worry about any of those things. In fact, I promise you'll never shed another tear. Hey, I'm looking forward even on this Wednesday night. Hallelujah. What's laid up for us in the inheritance. What's laid up for us in the heavens. And I'm not going to get my focus off of it tonight. But by the help of God, the grace of God, we're going to keep our eyes on the one called Jesus. Hallelujah. And let him work for us. Amen. Bringing what he desires on even on this Wednesday night. It's a great time to be living for the Lord, I promise you. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Thank you again, church. Thank you, Brother Ford, Brother Barry, my wife, the instrument players, singers. Brother Brandon, thank you for helping us out on the drums tonight. 
We give honor to all of our singers. Give honor to all the saints of God that are here tonight. Hallelujah. We can almost get the six-foot rule tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know some's out different things and others I'm not sure. Hallelujah. Some probably didn't come for the weather, some for whatever. Hallelujah. But I'm glad for you that's faithful. Those of you that come to be a part of this service tonight to worship the Lord. To give him honor. I don't want to. I don't fail you. Some may question me sometimes just like last Sunday. When we dismissed the, Friday, the Sunday night service. Let me, let me help you out a little bit. <laughs> I do those things occasionally. Amen. To help those that are so faithful. To be a blessing to those that are committed and dedicated. And those that would have been here no matter what. At whatever cost. And so every once in a while I think it does good. Just to let, amen, those that are so faithful have a night off even when they hadn't planned on it. I remember working at the yard as a supervisor. I had certain men I could really depend on. I had some men I could walk out there and if I had a bill that, amen, because of line supervisors prior to me. Amen, and I just tell it like it is. Hallelujah. We had a task, amen, to try to finish this budget in the legal time. And so I'd hand it to him, tell him, hey, I got to have this one. Amen. Let's give it everything we got. But I didn't forget those men. I didn't use them as some plowed horse and a horse and, and you know, and use them in a man every time I was in trouble. I didn't go out every day and talk to them and act like I'm always behind and all this. No, there'd be times whenever I had some jobs, amen, I had plenty of time on it. And I'd remember, amen, the, the price they paid, hallelujah, to do their best, amen, to meet on a different budget. And I'd hand them that same, that job, amen, I tell them, hey, we got some time on this one. It's payback time. And you can call all that what you want to. Say what you want to about it. Don't make me any difference. If you can do a better job hire on at Ingles, I promise you they'll put you in supervision pretty quick because they need them. Hallelujah. Same way we're living for God. I'm telling you, God's not going to miss not one thing. The Bible says he ain't going to owe no man. Hallelujah. If we're committed to him and committed to his word and to his call and to his election, I promise you he's not going to forsake us or leave us. There's going to be some trials. There's going to be some there's going to be some weak times. Jesus talked about it. Paul talked about it. Peter talked about it. And we're not exempt. But I can promise you, amen, as they have all gone on to meet their rewards, so you and I, by the help of God and the grace of God, in the time of the world that we're living in tonight, the Holy Ghost is just as powerful as ever been. The same way we got the same Holy Ghost that you read about in the book of Acts. We're calling on the same Jesus, amen, they pray to in the book of Acts. We believe, amen, in the piling up to the moving of the Holy Ghost and the gift of the Spirit, the of God, amen, as they did in the book of Acts. And so, amen, we can have the same authority and power, overcome the enemy of our souls, and the things that try to rob us, and the generation, the hour that we're living in today. I'm not blundering around and wondering what I'm going to do. I already know what I'm going to do. I'm going to live for God. I don't realize some days is better than others. But we're serving a God that's full of compassion. It's full of mercy and grace. We're going to notice even in the psalm tonight. Four verses. And I'm going to do my best to get this one tonight. I've done pretty good so far. <laughs> Amen. I brushed through some of it. and just We went by some of it. But we're going to do our best here again tonight. Amen. These seals are songs of degrees. Amen. Your, your Bible may have such as mine. It's a prayer for mercy. We're going to notice, amen, in this particular writing of Scripture here, it's likened to one of the previous 
uh, letters or, or songs that had we done mentioned just a couple of weeks ago. Amen. So we know as it starts out here, but yet it's just a little different. Here it's more on a tone and got a tone of a mournful expression over the memories of private and general lost a man that has taken place. And I thought, my goodness, now Brother Ford got up here because I knew when I stepped back out, I seen his truck in the back. It dawned on me what day it was, amen, and what struggle he was dealing with. And now here we have this Psalms right here, amen, it's going to fall in. And now we got COVID and we got different things, amen, attacking us. We got a country, amen, that's full of chaos, it's full of murder and lying and cheating, hallelujah, things of that nature. But right in the midst of all of this, I'm telling you, the word of God said, Egan, the gates shall not prevail. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. I believe, amen, you can build the church right up to the gates of hell. And I believe the church has the authority, the power, and obedience to the word of God and the voice of God, the commandments of God that right up to the gates of hell. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you something. I've been praying a little bit today. I believe the Lord's been talking to me a little bit today and yesterday. You know what's one of the biggest problems of our world and generation we're living in today? They want too much of attention. You know why a lot of them's out in them streets and doing what they're doing? They want attention. They want to make a name for themselves. You know why a lot of people backslide? Because they wouldn't get the attention they felt like they ought to get. Amen. So they want to go out in the world and make a mark. But I'm glad I'm in the house of God. I don't need attention. What I need to do is bring you to the attention of God Almighty. Because when you get the attention of God and get Jesus Christ begin to move on your behalf, I'm telling you there's not a valley, there's not a mountain, there's not a deliver, there's not anything. He cannot deliver. And bring you out of it. I don't care if it's homosexuality. I don't care how deep the sin is. I don't care how black the out is. I'm telling you, he's the liberator. So as we watch this here tonight, 123, unto thee lift I up my eyes unto thee. Oh, that dwellest in the heavens praise God I'll be honest with you and I know you probably get tired of me mentioning it ever so often but that, that message I preached the time about Jesus standing on the right hand of God we, we shine from that as one God apostolic preachers we have a tendency amen to, to kind of skirt around some of that kind of stuff but I'm telling you amen when Stephen was being the first martyr of the New Testament church. That those stones are taking his life out of his physical body. As he looked up into the heavens. He saw the very one. That you and I want to meet in the clouds. He saw the very one. Standing on the right hand of God. Not sitting but standing. On the right hand of God. If it's ever been a time for the church. Amen. To watch Jesus as he's getting on his feet again. Watching the church. Hallelujah. Under the direction. And the power and the unction of God Almighty. It's not about us. It's not about our flesh. It's not about what we're driving and what we eat. It's about the God that we're serving. That's way up in the heavens. Hallelujah. That's way up. Amen. That's rules and reigns in the affairs of humankind. I'm telling you, it's showtime. It's showtime to believe. You know what? God and the house of God is the joy of my life. I preached this before, but shame on us when we leave this house and there's more expression of joy on leaving than it was when we was coming. Now you understand what I'm saying when I say that. It's a joy to come to the house of God. Even if God decided to beat me up one side, 
stomped my toes off, cut me all up. You know what? He loves me. And all he's going to do, amen, is help me. That's all he's going to do. He's going to help me to make it. He's going to help me finish the race. Hallelujah. So as we watch this, the writer begins, he says, unto thee lift I. I hear if you do a little study on that, many of them also as a representative of Israel. When the term is used, I, amen, it's a liken, amen, as David was the one talking about it. But also, it's a representative of Israel itself as a nation that looked up. We understand what Solomon wrote, amen, hallelujah, whenever he dedicated the temple. That whosoever could turn, whoever looked upon this temple, whoever cried to him, amen, regardless of where he's at, regardless of the dilemma he was in, if he believed than this one Jehovah God if he began to cry and turn and make his way unto him hallelujah watch this that's the reason some of your other beliefs hallelujah practice some of the same things doing it two or three times a day getting on their faces and calling out on Allah hallelujah you go why because Allah don't have a plan he's trying to follow God's plan to the best he can hallelujah not give God the credit for it because he don't have no plan of his own the devil ain't never had nothing never will have nothing all he is a thief and a liar and a steal that's all he is he don't have anything to give you he don't have nothing to give you he lies to you. That's all he's going to do. Right. Oh, I know what you want. Right. I feel like a Sunday night. Yeah. Woo! Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Oh, that dwelleth in the heavens. Amen. In that lofty, high place in the heavens. <laughs> Praise God, I couldn't help but think about that when Brother Ford said he went outside. And he looked up. I don't know if you read the psalm, you know what's going on. Hey, I got a God up there that's abodes and abides in me. But I believe this God can be touched. I believe this God can be moved. I believe this God can be found. It's one thing to disturb Job so much. He knew he could be found. He knew he could be touched. He knew he could put his confidence and trust in him. He'd done blessed him too many times. And that's what caused some of the confusion in his life. <laughs> because when you're in trouble, when you're in pain and agony, when you're being judged and condemned for things you know you hadn't done wrong, that this is what causes to come upon you. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> so he knew I got to find God. Folks, if there ever been a time we need to find God, let's find him. If you hadn't found him, it's time to find him. It's time to get a shaking in your spirit, a shaking in your heart. Hallelujah. Drink your cup of coffee before you come to church on Wednesday night. Eat your Snickers bar. Do whatever you got to do. But when I come to the house of God, amen, I'm not coming here, amen, to find one of these couple of chairs to sit in and slumber and sleep. My God don't slumber and sleep, and neither am I. I don't feel like slumbering and sleeping tonight. I feel like having a little church. I feel like driving out the devil a little bit. I feel like seeing somebody get the Holy Ghost tonight. I'd like to see somebody be miraculously killed tonight in this service. Don't listen to that line, devil. Don't listen to your friend. Well, it's Wednesday night. We've been working all day. I understand all that. But you ain't careful. Amen. All them little foxes is doing. A man is slipping in and trying to rob and take from you. Robbing you of the, possibly the greatest blessing, the greatest miracle. Amen. Could ever be performed in your life on a Wednesday night. God's not bound to Sunday nights only. Hallelujah. 
Oh, no, not when it comes to delivering and healing. You can, be, you can be seated. God bless you. Help me here tonight, Lord. Hey, I'm being good now. I'm not getting on nobody. I'll just tell you what's available to you. Tonight, the table's been spread in the presence of your enemy. It's up to you and I to come and dine off of it. It's up to you and I to reach up and get a hold of it. You and I, amen, to lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubt. Try now. It don't matter who's doing what. I'm in the house of God, the presence of God. Hallelujah. Now, if I'm in this place, anything can happen on this Wednesday night. Because I'm lifting my eyes to my helper. I want to try to go to just a few places here tonight. Use a few, few things. Nehemiah helps us out with this. Man, you know he was the cut barrier, the king of Syrian. And there on the first chapter of Nehemiah 1, you're going to read where there was those that came their way from, from Jerusalem. And so Nehemiah questioned them and wanted to know how it was going. Well, how, how was everybody doing? The, the, the few that had left out of Babylon had made their way into the city. And how Jerusalem was faring and those that was there. And come to find out they weren't doing too good. There was reproach and distress and turmoil. And Amen. The walls hadn't been built. The gates hadn't been really hung. And nothing whole lot hadn't been on. And, and the enemy had come in and stopped the work and caused a lot of problems. And, and so you know what Nehemiah had done? The fourth verse of Nehemiah 1 says, and he came to, play, came to pass when I heard these words. That I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Hallelujah. I didn't have to pull out a statue. I didn't have to go to a certain place. But I begin to call to a God of heaven. You know what? You know what? If you need somebody to give you direction in life, if you're in a, in a wilderness or in a valley, what do you need? I need somebody to climb up, on, up that old pine tree or somebody to get up a higher point. Hallelujah. They can get a better view. Hallelujah. I'll tell you something. Nobody's got a higher view than God himself. As he looks down upon this earth and looks down into our lives, that's a reason. Amen. The word of God promises. Hallelujah. The song done told us. He's seen every sparrow that's ever failed. He hadn't missed not one single thing that's went on. He's seen every trick of the devil. He's seen every accusation that came against you. Even today, he saw it. He heard it. Hallelujah. Just like Jairus. Amen. Thank God Jesus heard it. And he looked into the eyes of old Jairus and said, if only you can believe, if only you can believe that my report and my presence is greater than the report you just heard. Yes, she's dead, but not for long. Why? I'm lifting my eyes into the God of heaven. And you drop into the second chapter. And he begins to, to make praying and fasting and seeking God. And the hand of God and the blessings of God. For God to begin to open up the way and make a way. That he could make his way into that city. He could make his way into that place. And do something about the circumstance of the situation of that place. <laughs> you know what? The devil don't want you to get stirred up. Have you ever felt getting stirred up and all of a sudden it felt like the wind just taken out of your sail? That's the enemy. Because he don't want you to get stirred up. He don't want you to get concerned about your community. He doesn't want you to get concerned about your family. He doesn't want a stirring to happen in your spirit and in your heart. I believe it's as sure as I'm standing here tonight. The Holy Ghost stirred me about something today. Amen. A praying. And I, I told him in the Bible study this afternoon. They got in the direction because Sister Teresa asked you. Amen. Have you ever seen any, any four or five year olds get the Holy Ghost? And I said, well, not really. I said, there's some pretty young ones. And I've heard a few. But I said, 
said, I don't want to talk about that right now. Hallelujah. I want to wait a little later because I already felt what God impressed me about. Hallelujah. We're going to start bringing our little babies up at four and five and six year old and ask God, fill them with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Fill them with his promise and the power of his word. Hallelujah. Because I'm going to tell you something. Oh, I know if you're not careful, the negative thing will begin to happen. Well, they still got the teenager years. I'm going to tell you something. They can survive their teenager years a lot better with the Holy Ghost than without it. Because we're living in a society in the world today. I tell you, the devil's snatching up left and right. And they got to have the power of God. They mess up and they may drop the ball and they begin all dirty. But with a loving church and a loving God and with the help of the Holy Ghost, they'll overcome it. It'll keep them out of drugs. It'll keep them out. But if it don't, it's the only thing that's going to bring them back out. They some, they some four and five year olds in this house, man. When they get the Holy Ghost, they ain't no tell them what happened. Praise God. I got a granddaughter, don't never know how to shut up. I don't mean that ugly, but it's the truth. She blows your little mind to things she can think of and the response to things. And she's always got an answer. You can say, well, this. Well, well, what about that? What, what? <laughs> Hallelujah. She needs the Holy Ghost. <laughs> With the help of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bendale Grammar School may want to send her back home. That's all right, too. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm telling you, we got to get there. Hallelujah. The bastards try too long. We're too complacent and too satisfied. Hallelujah. I'm, ret- I'm tired of it. Hallelujah. You're tired of it. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you something. Spending all your effort and energy trying to make a dollar and make ends meet fully on the ends. God said, I supply your every need according to my riches and glory. I tell you, that's a problem. We got the, we got the horse ahead of the cart. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, if there's ever been a time, maybe the cart ahead of the horse, there's been a time we got to get lined back up to the Word of God and lift our eyes to God. God Almighty, looking, expecting it, he's got to move. Sister Shelley, I like the report I heard from your mama. I heard you told her about the Holy Ghost. She's got a bad report. She's got cancer in other places and they want to do surgery. She told that physician, said, no, what are you going to do surgery? Say, the Holy Ghost can burn that cancer out. That takes boldness. Hallelujah. And we can say this and say that if we want to. But I'm here to tell you the goodness and the mercy of God is trying to shine down upon this nation again. And it's on voices like mine and yours. Amen. To let the world know. Hallelujah. That you wouldn't be out there doing the things you're doing if you had a love of God in your heart. If you had an experience of Jesus in your life. If you had a God by the name of Jesus to call on. All this business has got us messed up with colors of skin. Hallelujah. And all this stuff. That's nothing but a trick of the enemy. Keeping us on side roads and not going about to know her. That side roads is going to death. They're not going to ever get victory over it. All the real place is victory in the house of God and the presence of God. The only real peace there is in the house of God and the presence of God. You're not going to find it in money. You're not going to find it in automobiles or nothing else. You're going to find it in the house of God. That's the reason paupers can come to this place and feel like kings. 
That's the reason high educated, high, high paying people can come in this house and feel like, hey, I feel like I'm somebody here. I'm just a number out there. I'm just, I'm just another one of them, but not here. Man, I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of the king. Hallelujah. When's the last time you told yourself, I'm a child of the king? Hello, devil, you picking on me? You must, you must have forgot who I belong to, who bought me, who purchased me, who said he supplied my every need, who said he fought my every battle, devil. You must have forgot, but let me remind you as I plead the blood of Jesus, and you can't cross that blood. You can't cross it. He forgave me and forgot it. He's doing it on a daily basis. Devil, you can remember all of them, stack them up and write them up if you want to. But the blood of Christ is blotted out all the transgressions. And he'll take care of them tomorrow. I'm willing to repent and keep it right and get it right. Praise God. So we see here with Nehemiah. Amen. When you go to the second chapter. They done begin to work, begin to accomplish and achieve what they were set out to do. In the 19th verse, the Bible talks about how that Sanballat and Tobiah, amen, and, and Geshem heard it. They laughed us to scorn and despised us. If you listen to this song all the way through, it's just four verses, but it covers a lot of that right there even. We got to quit getting upset when people mock us. Make light of us. We're right. It don't bother me one bit. They accused me, amen, of smoking pot. That stuff dripping from drifting across the road over there. I told them quickly, that stuff that drips over here won't do, won't do you not like what, what, what we got. We got some that's genuine. It's a new wine. Hallelujah. Guess what? The old bottle won't handle it. An old life won't handle it. Old lifestyle won't handle it. Old, old, old joys and all re rejoicing things. Hey, somebody hear me in this house. When you drink of this wine, I'm telling you, anything the world's got won't, amen, influence you, affect you. Hey, you better hear me in this house tonight. No greater joy, amen, to be a child of God, be in the house of God. If I'm living from paycheck to paycheck and find, amen, to make it, I'm still better off. love of God and the peace of God and know that I got a God that I can lift my eyes to <laughs> hallelujah that had come to my rescue that walked side by side with me and there's nothing too big for him as I lift my eyes and cry out to him and put my trust in him Nehemiah responds unto the enemy and their attack in the 20th verse then answered I them and said unto them the God of heaven he will purpose. He will prosper us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Psalmist in another place talked about. We labor in vain if the Lord's not in it. You wake up early in vain if the Lord's not in it. Hallelujah. But if the Lord's in it. Hallelujah. It's going to be worth getting up early. It's going to be worth laboring late in the night. With God in it and working on our behalf. And saving souls and delivering lives. Hallelujah. I'm telling you it's going to be worth it. If we're going to run 300. It's because we've made up in our minds. Hallelujah. That we're going to do what God wants us to do. And humble ourselves unto him the hour and the day that we're living in. And we're going to hold on to holiness. And we're going to hold on to righteousness. And we're going to hold on to the teaching to the doctrines of the word of God. Hallelujah. And we're going to bear them in the love of the name of Jesus and watch 
them come up in units of life. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, he can, de- he can deliver every drug addict in, in Bendale, Mississippi. He can deliver every alcoholic in Bendale, Mississippi. He can deliver every sinner in Bendale, Mississippi. I'm telling you, it's up to you and I when we lift up our eyes and cry out to him with an expectation that God's going to move. He believed that. He said, God, amen, the God of heaven. Can I remind you again tonight? I often through the Old Testament that pagan kings related unto our God as the God of heaven. He's not just another God and not just any God. He's the God of heaven. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. 121. Hallelujah. You go back to that verse and, and that, that setting. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills once cometh my help. Hallelujah. Being exalted in the heavens, infinitely above the greatest earthly foes. The God of Israel, which happens to be the God of the church. Hallelujah. Amen. With what? With complete salvation. Another term for salvation is deliverance. If you believe he can give you salvation, you can also believe tonight he can give you deliverance. Deliverance of any struggles and battles. Anybody struggling with anything? Anybody battling with anything? Sure, everybody on the sound of my voice in some fashion, in some form. Hallelujah. If you're walking in this life, especially if you're trying to walk for Jesus Christ, I'm telling you the enemy's got his crosshairs on you. He's looking for a moment to lure you. He's looking for a moment to ensnare you. He's looking for a moment to get you in a trap. He's looking for a moment, amen, to twist your thoughts, to twist your, t- your tongue, amen, to say things you didn't mean to say, and all other kind of things, because he's a prince of the air, but greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. We'll humble and yield ourselves unto him and lift up our eyes in the time of need, in the time of troubles. We'll look up, lift up our eyes and begin to cry out unto the almighty God and the God of heavens. He'll show up and he'll do things, amen, that we can't do by ourselves. Psalms 25 and 15, watch this. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. <laughs> Sometimes we get tangled up in some things. Sometimes of our own choosing. Sometimes being in the wrong place at the right time. Or is that the wrong place at the wrong time? <laughs> Just go and how you look at it. Praise God. Sometimes it's just because of who we might know. Part of the family. Part of the church. (laughs) But we ain't willing to give up on them. We find ourselves sometimes being pulled and suckered. Hallelujah. And ensnared in some things and battles and, and, and opposition. But you know what? Hallelujah. If we'll hold on, the psalmist right here is letting us know, amen, that forever. That means, amen, my eyes are ever toward. That means they're continuance. Hallelujah. On the shall pluck. That means, amen, literally it means to bring forth. Hallelujah. Because they're in a net now. They're snared up. But my God's going to sl- gonna loosen me, going to set me free. And the end of the psalmist, the psalmist goes a little deeper and a little further about the same statement. Hallelujah. That I'm talking about right here. I could take it to Psalms 141. And eight, I won't do it. Hallelujah, because time's not going to allow us. Praise God. But then you can go to Jehoshaphat. And I won't spend but just a moment there. But you can see a time, amen, when Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20, he see, called on, he said, The Lord God of our fathers, art not thou the God of heaven? Art not thou the God of heaven? Amen. I mean, he's asking, Rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? God, you rule over all. In a situation 
Great armies and great multitudes coming against him. He didn't have a chance. So he began to call and lift up his eyes and call on the God of heaven. Amen. Art not thou our God who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gave it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? <laughs> You're the one that moved for us. You're the one that has moved for our hearts and moved in our souls and our minds and our spirit. To help us to overcome the evilness and the wickedness. The God of heaven. You rule a man in the heathen's kingdom. How many of you believe that the devil is nothing but a, a puppet on a string for God? Praise God. You better believe that. Because if you believe the devil's got the power and some gives him, you can. He goes to and fro like a lion, but he's not a lion. Seeking who he may devour. But you got to give in to him. You got to believe his lie. There's more people going to be lost over lust of the flesh and the pride of life. Amen. Than the devil. Now he uses all them fallen. Uh, nature that we have to accomplish and achieve a lot of what he's doing. Amen. I want to go to a place, and I know i got about 15 minutes, and, and I told you I'm going to get through with this chapter. <laughs> Amen. But, but I want to carry you somewhere. In Joshua, the ninth chapter, you're going to read about a time, the ninth, the eighth, the ninth chapter, and tenth chapter. Joshua and them, as they're taking cities, and as they're, they're moving in, they done took Jericho and Ahi finally. And, and the, the other kings. <clears throat> there was a group of people. Gibeonites. Amen. That, that realized and understood what was transpiring. They had heard what had taken place. They had heard how the Joshua. And the Israelites were conquering the kings. And taking cities. And so they had come up with a, a scheme. Come up with a way. Said I'll tell you what. Said let's. Let's put on some clothes. It looks like we come from a far country. Let's get some wine and old bottles and bread. It's molded. And let's just make our way into Joshua. And to, let's see if we can't make some kind of an agreement with them. And, and some kind of a work out some kind of deal with them. And I'm putting a lot of this just in my own terms. You can go back and read it. <laughs> and so after they had done that. And after they'd made that agreement. It wasn't but about three days later that Joshua and them found out that they hadn't come from a far country, but they was actually neighbors to them. They was right next to them. And so they, they begin to question and say, Now therefore ye are cursed. And this is what happened after it's brought to Joshua's attention. And the Bible says they never asked God about it, but watch this. I want you to watch what God of the heavens will do. Even for people that, 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 that work this out in a way that that they lied, they deceived, but yet they worked it out a way to find the favor and the blessings of God. And once you attain them and receive them, then the man of God blessed you with them. God was going to see fit that they weren't going to be taken away. Now we serve an awesome God. If you and I just do our parts in obedience and keeping His commandments and loving His word and giving ourselves to Him. I'm telling you, there's nothing you got to fret and worry about. Nerves shouldn't be our problem. 
My biggest problem is pronouncing names, memorizing the Word of God. If I could memorize the Word of God from, from, from cover to cover, I'll tell you right now, I'd go preach for whoever wanted me to preach. And I ought not, I guess, in a way, and I know that's what some of you are thinking, but that's all right. God knows what He's doing, and I know what I'm doing. I want to do my best to obey God. But I'm simply here to tell you tonight, I wouldn't worry about what everybody's saying out there because if you can remember the word and memorize the word and give them the word, the word's sure. The word's steadfast. It's unmovable. It's unchangeable. It's not going to change for nobody. Now you watch this. The God of heaven is committed to this book. And if I stay committed to it and obey it and love it, I don't have to fret and worry about nothing. God's going to work it out. I can't control everybody and I can't control all my family. But I can do something about myself and it can have an effect upon my family. And it can have an effect on them that live for me. It has an effect upon the church I pastor. It has an effect upon the community I live in. If I stay committed and dedicated to this book and the God of this book, amen, our change is a lot better. Amen. Don't accomplish this thing. But watch this. I didn't mean to get on that, but watch this. Joshua's the ninth chapter, 23rd verse. Joshua's going to curse them. He's going to make them servants. But listen to it. Therefore, you are cursed. There shall none of you be freed from being bondmen, hewers of wood, drawers of waters for the house of my God. They answered Joshua and said, because it was certainly told thy servants how that the Lord thy God commanded his servant Moses to give you all the land and to destroy all the inhabitants of the land from before you. Therefore, we were so afraid of our lives because of you and have done this thing. They waited out. We'd much rather be your servants, whatever that is, from hewing wood, toting water. Than, being, than, than to be dead. Then let pride and arrogance rise up in us and think that we can overcome you and defeat you. Their actions, watch this. God weighs actions, not intent. God weighs actions. And not just the actions at the house of God. And now, behold, we are in thine hand, as it seemeth good and right unto thee to do unto us do. And so did he unto them and delivered them out of the hand of the children of Israel, that they slew them not. <laughs> Joshua made them that day cures of wood, drawers of waters for the congregation and for the altars of the Lord. Even unto this day in the place which he should choose. When you slip into the 10th chapter. You begin to read about the king of, Jer of Jerusalem. He joins up with other kings. And they decide to come against the Gibeonites. They decide to destroy them. Because they had joined up with Joshua. And with Israel. And so when these great kings and great hosts. Begin to come up against them. If you drop down to about the 6th verse. You're going to see there that the men of Gibeon. Sent unto Joshua to the camp of Gilgal. Saying slack not thy hand from thy servants. Come up to us quickly. And save us and help us. For all the kings of the Amorites. That dwell in the mountains. Are gathered together against us. Together to destroy us. To take us out. Sure enough Joshua responds. Amen. Makes his way. Hallelujah unto them. And the Lord said unto 
to Joshua, fear them not, for I have delivered them into thy hand. There shall not a man of them stand before thee. You can see, go and read all of it. You'll see where they annihilated. They destroyed them. They, they run the five kings into a cave, put great stones over it, went all the way to destroy every one of the men for the Gibeonites. Hallelujah. You hearing what I'm saying? You know what? They was looking to the God of heaven through the man called Joshua. They knew if they was going to find deliverance from these fine kings and from death, they knew who to call on and what power to call on. And as you'll watch this, amen, as it keeps unfolding, we watch this. You can go all the way now to the time of the kings and the kind of the king of the king Saul. And you're going to see where Saul, amen, out of pride and arrogance, decided to do away with the Gibeonites and war against them. And now it comes on the kingship of David. And after a great famine, get the David and David began to cry out to God. Amen. What's the deal? What's this judgment? What's going on? God fought the battle for the given nights. When Israel would fail to make the stand for them, God stepped in for them against his own people. And get us to understand tonight when we lift our eyes to the God of heaven, that's exactly what it means. If we're committed to him and sold out to him, he'll do the same for us. And he can move any opposition. He can remove any hindrance. He can give us victory over any devil in any situation. If we really place it into his hands and let him be our God. Second Samuel 21, 1 and 6. I just told you about that with David. I won't go through all of it. But you see there after that famine came and he talks about the bloody house. Amen. You know what? David had to give up some sons. They didn't want silver. They didn't want gold. They didn't want any of that. But they took the sons of Saul and beheaded them. God stepped in and fought the battle for them. I'm telling you the God of heaven. I'm telling you, he'll do. I promise you, he'll do. So our eyes wait upon the Lord, our God, until, amen, that we have mercy upon us. We wait until, watch this now. When you go to Psalms 41 and 3, I waited patiently for the Lord. Whenever you begin to talk about wait, amen, when you wait. Have you ever waited for somebody? Now, I know some, you know, it depends on the reputation, don't it? <laughs> Depends on the reputation. If you're going to wait on so-and-so, you sometimes you may hear the statements, well, you're going to be waiting a while. Hallelujah. You may hear the statement, well, you might well go ahead. They're probably not going to show up. But when you talk about God, and you talk about faithful people of God, you can make on one thing. If so-and-so said they're going to be there, if they don't show up, you can believe one thing happened. They had a wreck. They had something happen drastically. But not only that, somebody trying to be getting in touch with you. But when you talk about God, there's not a devil big enough. There's not a valley deep enough. There's not a mountain high enough. There's not a storm bad enough. There's not a deliverance situation or a family or anything else to stop this God from showing up. Amen. And performing what he said. So when I talk about waiting on God, we got to wait on him expecting him to do something. <laughs> Praise God. That's the reason Paul said when you've done all you can do to stand. Stand. Our own country is being pushed in some of these parades for certain people to bow down to certain people to show that we're not racist. I got news for them. Bible doesn't. The only one you and I bow to is Jesus Christ. No other man. White, red, yellow, black, blue, pink, whatever. 
That includes me. I'm not a big fan. Well, I'm going to get in trouble here. I'm not a big fan of people running up and shining preacher shoes and all that stuff. And oh, I believe we need to be careful with even the five-fold ministry. Of lifting them up in places and areas that only belongs to God. He shares his glory with nobody. No flesh. I wouldn't even be in the ministry if it wasn't for his mercy and grace. I wouldn't survive a week in the ministry if it wasn't for the mercy and grace of God that keeps us. Are, are, you, are you hearing what I'm saying? I don't know why I got on that, but I did. I patiently wait for the Lord. And he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of that horrible pit. Out of that miry clay. And set my feet upon a rock. And established my goings. Speak me up. Pull me out. Has anybody ever been in any clay? That old miry clay. Has you ever been in that old red mud and got clay in it and all? <laughs> you can take some of the best four wheel drives they've got. You can stick and put them in some of that. It don't have to be that deep. Just sit there and just spin. All thing burn all four tires down. Won't go nowhere. Just bogs you down. I'm on. I don't think he'd mind. Junior McClendon come in the hardware store. I think it's Monday or Tuesday. Monday, I believe it was. He said, "Man." He said, everything go wrong went wrong. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, my pump messed up. My washing machine messed up. I think something else. Another hot water heater. Come to find out. He come back in. It was Monday because he come back in Tuesday. He said, man. He said, he said, that old blue clay got in my pump. Clogged it up. I'm telling you, all the devil's doing is trying his best to just clog up your fountain. That's all he's doing. <laughs> I, I had a little experience of that last week. Changed out that old hot water heater. Still, them showers wouldn't work right, man. It just water just trickled out of them. There's nothing more aggravating you in a hurry trying to get a shower and water just trickling. Not only that, it's kind of cold because it's not coming fast enough. <laughs> I finally got a brainstorm after I got through with mine. I, I walked out there and I uh, done out to that tub. <sighs> I said, pressure ain't a problem. Something else is a problem. So I reached up there. <laughs> it was a head. You know what? Most of our problems is right here. Woo! Hallelujah! It was a head problem. I unscrewed that head and began to unclog things out of it. You start unclogging some of the things out of your mind. You start unclogging some of the things out of your heart. You start laying down some weights and catch aside some things. I'm telling you, you'll feel more liberty and freedom you have felt in a long time. But it's up to you. You control your mind. You're the master of it. You got the gateway of it. Sure enough. Through doing that. <laughs> Woo! So the next day, I asked my daughter, I said, Hey, how's yours? Not in. I said, Okay. So I go up upstairs next night. 
take the head of that one off. We just replaced it. <laughs> Praise God. Put that new head on it. <laughs> I may go back and do something else. Because there's a little gray thing inside them heads. That you screw in there. They call it water saver. You're taking a sow. I ain't worried about saving water. <laughs> Hallelujah. Especially when saving water causes a chill box to come on you. That's the reason we don't want it just to trickle in here. That's the reason we don't want it just no. We want it to come, amen, like a flood. Amen. We want it to be poured out. I tell you, in the beginning, it comes as a sound of a mighty rushing wind. It wasn't just a breeze. Hallelujah, buddy. It blowed in that house. Everybody in the house knew that the Holy Ghost had showed up. Everybody out knew that God showed up. You know when God shows up. You know whenever he manifests himself. You and I have got to open up the channels. He can do it. You and I got to lift up our eyes and open up to him. And let him be the God that he is. In our lives and in our circumstances. And in our situations. Hallelujah. Anybody keeping the time? I hope not. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Psalms 130 says. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thy ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If thou, Lord, shouldest watch it. I got this chapter here for this verse right here. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquity, O Lord, who shall stand? Lord, if you keep up with it, you keep up a record. You don't never forgive and you don't never wash it away. Who in the world is going to stand? You're the God that already searched the earth and couldn't find a man. You're the God already, amen, hallelujah, couldn't find anybody that could open the seals. You're the God, amen, and so it hasn't changed. Hallelujah. So, God, I'm going I'm to cry out to you for your mercy and grace and compassion. I'm going to tell you something. You know when miracles happen, it's about the mercy and compassion of Jesus Christ. There was times he healed them all out of nothing but compassion. If there's ever been something we need to operate through the church, it's the love and the compassion of God Almighty that persuade the cure, amen, that he can deliver. Never their soul. He can set them free. He can bring them out. Because he loves us. Don't you ever forget that. He loves you. I'm not giving you a license to sin. I'm giving you ability to overcome it. There's a difference. Praise God. I want to be victorious over it. I want to put it under my feet. I want to put every adder under my feet. I want to put every lion under my feet. Amen. I want to put every dragon under my feet. Amen. That's where the devil, devil belongs anyway. It's under my feet. Hallelujah. It's hard to talk. Amen. When you've got 11 stuck down your throat. Oh, you hear that devil? Hey, you about to get the Holy Ghost devil. Come on now. I'm serving the Almighty God. The God of heaven, amen, is going to show out. In 2020, God's going to show up. He's going to break out, Brother Ford. God's going to break out if we'll let him. God's going to break out, and he's going to do great, marvelous things. You better wake up and get stirred up about this God. You can't hide nothing from him. 
<laughs> My soul waited for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. You know, what he's talking about is that shepherd. That shepherd that's in the night watch. Is he watching over the sheep? Maybe, especially in times, in certain geographical locations where there's more predators and lions and bears. And the, and the old shepherd, amen, he's watching. He's alert. And he's longing for the daylight. He's longing for the sun to come over that horizon. He's longing for it, amen, to shine. Because he knows when that happens, amen, the beasts and the fowls are going to creep back into their caves and into the dark. reason you and I need the word of God as a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Because if you're walking, amen, the light of the path, you don't have to worry about stepping on those serpents. Praise God. How many of you, if you, was, if you saw four or five rattlesnakes in your yard and you go out there at midnight without a light? Stop that. I ain't scared of them old snakes. Let me see what happens. Hallelujah. All I can say, don't call me. You call me, I'm coming with a light and a shotgun. And I better not hear no junk. Don't shoot by, don't shoot nothing. Get out of the way, I'm going to shoot you. More people treat the devil that way. and Get him out of the lies and keep him out of the And shoot the head off. Don't just shoot the tail. I'm going to tell you something. Rattlesnake don't need a rattlers, amen, to bite you. You shoot the rattlers all day long and stop the rattling, but until you shoot his head off, he's still subject to bite you. Amen. And rob you. Hey, I tell you, it's time to shoot where it's supposed to be. And that's in the head and the authority of the devil himself. Watch this. Revelation tells me he knows where his seat is at. God knows where he's sitting up at. God knows where he's where his homestead at. God, what a God we serve tonight. You can stand. I know I'm past my time here. Huh. I'm getting through. I don't even know where I'm at. <laughs> have mercy upon us, O oh Lord, have mercy upon us. For we are exceeding filled with contempt. Uh, I won't go into all of that, but watch this. Watch, what, what, what is he saying? Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorning of those that are at ease. And with the contempt of the proud. You know what he's saying? David talked about it. My feet almost slipped. When I went out and seen the unrighteous. And how they prospered. And how they seemed to be so fat. And, and so just you know, on top of the world. Thinking man. We're somebody boy. We, we in. Huh, you, you bunch of Christian folks. You ain't got two nickels to rub together. Well some of y'all may not like that. But. Praise God. We're living in a world now that's more focused on why do you think they're so subject to drugs? And I'm not talking about just math either. I'm talking about the athletical world. You'd be shocked what goes on in that White House. What the influence some of them folks is under trying to function, trying to operate. Trying to stay up with the Joneses and the Smiths and the Moors and the Fairleys and the... Huh. <laughs> that's right but 
you know what the biggest problem is? The prince of the air is the one that's pushing them. It's pushing them. It's giving themselves over to it. Sold themselves out. So this is the last two verses of this. That's what he's addressing. But you know what? We got to come to that place. If they gain the whole world. I'm going to keep my banner for Jesus. At whatever cost. I'm going to keep my banner for Jesus. I'm going to stand for truth. I'm going to stand for God. You go back and read your, the story about the banner. The lieutenant finally was approached when he questioned. How in the world is American people doing this? What? 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 God that was converting with him told him he says because the American people would much rather die on their feet than to kneel and lose their liberty See, you can kneel to the wrong things you can bow to the wrong things oh come on preacher I take it to three Hebrews Because you ain't getting on your knee, I get on my knees for the right thing. If it's going to be for the God of heaven, not for pride and arrogance and going down roads, it's going to a dead end street anyway. That mounted to nothing never will mount to nothing. Not, not, not when you take those avenues and your, your heart and spirit and that's what it's about. No, sir, I'm not going with you. But when you come to the place, amen, that you want to fall in love with God and fall in love with truth and live for God, I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care where you come from. I don't care how bad you stink. I don't care how bad of a reputation you got. I'm telling you about a God of the heavens that can save your soul and turn your life around. But there's some of that baggage. you got to get rid of it. God loves us. There's no doubt about it. (laughs) Joy unspeakable. I have found his grace is all complete. He supplieth my every need. While I sit and learn at Jesus' feet. I am free, yes. Free indeed. He that the Son is set free. Is free indeed. We're the most liberated people on the face of the earth. The most happiest people on the face of the earth. And that's the message we need to send them out there. We didn't earn it, but we got it. We didn't deserve it, but we got it. (laughs) Thank God for Pentecost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Amen. That you and I now can be a part of the promise and part of the hope. Amen. And part of the glory of God. We love him and serve him. God bless you. I'm done. I know my time's up. Love you. Appreciate you. I hope something's been said in this service tonight to encourage you. Amen. Maybe, maybe, you know, I, I wanted to go and talk about the widow in prayer. I wanted to talk about, no, be faint-hearted. Don't be faint. Hey, come on, don't let your mind be where you're in well-doing. You're doing right. I don't care if nobody recognizes it. Nobody don't give you no tribute. Don't worry, God of heaven keeping a perfect record. <laughs> and he loves you tonight. 
You know what? Nobody got blessed God. Nobody. He can keep you out of one accident and save you a half a million dollars. Yes, he can. Amen. But you know what? If he allows it to happen, guess what? He won't forsake you. He'll gird up right beside you, walk right with you. Amen. Keep that banner up. Just keep that banner up. At whatever cost, just keep that banner up. God bless you. Love you. Appreciate you. Let's pray for one another. Brother Barry, let me know that Brother Davis, amen, has got COVID. Let's remember him. No doubt he's in his 80s somewhere. Not sure where. Uh, and uh, so let's pray for him. And Brother Davis from Grand Bay, if you wonder who I'm talking about. So let's keep him in our prayers. There's others. Let's continue to pray. Let's pray about this situation. Let's ask God to help us. Let's ask God to help us make sure that we're doing our part. Responding to it in the way that he'd want us to. And be faithful. Committed. And keep these banners up for Jesus Christ. How about it? Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.